Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the On Point Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Greg Locke, and we're going to talk today about three things that you know very well around here. That's faith, family, and politics. And I have to be honest, today we are probably going to cover every single one of them in just the short time that we have because we have an amazing guest, somebody that you will know in the Christian industry of Hollywood. He's been around for a very, very long time. I want to welcome to On Point with Pastor Greg Locke, Kevin Sorbo. Kevin, thank you for being on the show today. That's so cool to be here. I appreciate the time, and I appreciate you having me on. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. We, we tried to get him on, folks, uh, with a video, but uh, something's just not working. The old Prince of the Power of the Air is messing things up. But this is a guy that has not only been in this industry for a very, very long time. He is making waves for Jesus, and he is making some very conservative waves. And so we're going to circle the wagons in a few moments, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, kind of his politics and where he's kind of thinking, where his heart and head is in the game in the day and age in which we live. But many of you will know— I, I'm 44. Uh, Kevin, are you 62? Is that what I read right? I don't like to talk about my age. <laughs> you, but you look like you're 50, man. There's no doubt about so that. You, you were, look so good. That means, that means you, you, were, you were all of uh, 17 years old in my series, Hercules. <laughs> yes, I was fixing to say, man, I, I kind of grew up. I hate to say that, but I grew up watching Hercules, man. <laughs> so here's the guy. He's, he's not lost any of the dapper. He still has it. Of course, many folks will know him uh, because of God's Not Dead. And i got to be honest, I've watched a number of Kevin Sorbo movies, but the one that I have to be honest that I love the most was not only one that you acted in, your family acted in, actually, but you also uh, produced and wrote, I believe, and directed, and that was Let There Be Light. Tell us a little bit about that one. I'll I tell you, that one really impacted me. That was a tear-jerking story right there. What, what's kind of the story that, that led you into that? Well, you know, uh, my wife actually, you know, you talk about God's Not Dead. Uh, that was a pretty, that was like the biggest movie Pureplex has ever done. In mm -hmm. fact, it made more money, it made more money than all their movies combined made. And I did a movie with them wow. a few years earlier than that from the same writers called What If. Mm. And um, I got to tell you, the publicity on What If, in terms, in terms of getting it out there and letting people know about it, wasn't a very good job. They did a great job with God's Not Dead, but I'm telling you listeners right now, go see What If. It's a better movie than God's Not Dead. What If, okay. And yeah, definitely. It's a wonderful movie. And so uh, Let There Be Light came about because my wife came up with an idea to kind of go, okay, so, you know, I, I, in the God's Not Dead, I played a college atheist professor, which is sort of typical for a lot of college professors in America, <laughs> unfortunately. Exactly. And she said, but what if the world's most famous atheist, so think of like whoever is a rock star in the Dawkins or Hitchens or whoever the heck it might be, the world's greatest atheist, had a life-changing uh, event happen to him, mm. something that changed his worldview. So she came up with the script, and then she uh, gave it to a friend of ours, Dan Gordon. And Dan Gordon is an Academy Award-nominated uh, writer. He wrote The Hurricane for Denzel Washington. Oh, he wrote okay. Wider, Kevin Costner. He was a show in Highway to Heaven. He wrote 60 of those episodes of Michael Landon's series. So we finished. he finished the script. He finished the rewrite on it. I'm sitting in my office, and I get a call from uh, Sean Hannity. I pick up the phone, and he goes, Sorbo, Hannity. And I go, hey, what's going on? He says, I loved your, I loved your Abel Field movie in Soul Surfer, and God's Not Dead. Do you have something like that? And I said, well, actually, my wife and another writer, a friend of ours, just finished. He goes, well, fly to New York and pitch it to me. So we fly to New York. We pitched him the idea of, Le of Let There Be Light. He does not interrupt us for 30 minutes, which is shocking, I know. Wow. And he looks at us, he looks at us, he writes a check right then and there. And he says, now I know wow. nothing about your business. I know nothing about your business. I don't want you calling me every day to say, hi, we think we're going great in the set. When the movie's done, just bring it to me when it's done. I looked at him, I said, you're my most favorite executive producer ever. <laughs> uh -oh. 
Wow. But that, movie, that movie came out. Open here's a here's a three million dollar movie opening up against a three hundred million dollar Thor Ragnarok movie. Yeah. And we finished number two per screen average. Wow. So just go show you. There's a huge audience out there that wants good movies that have good messages and good stories. And uh, that's what Let There Be Light has. So I hope people check that out. It's streaming on Amazon right now. So please check out Let There, Let there Be Light. Awesome. You know, I really do think there's a revival, a great resurgence of wholesome movies, of Christian faith-based, you know, motivational type movies that don't have all the nonsense and all the, you know, immorality and the craziness in it. And so you've done a great job. Is there anything maybe that uh, that you kind of got coming down the pike right now that you can kind of let us know about? Are you working on any any movies currently? Well, I hope your listeners are taking notes because I got a lot of good stuff. So <laughs> yes, I sir. Number, I, have the, I have the number one Chris, Christian movie. It's actually a documentary streaming on Amazon right now for four straight months. It's called Before the Wrath. Go to beforetherath.com. Okay. Brent, Brent Miller put it together with his team. He's awesome. He does beautiful documentaries. And it's on the Book of Revelation. It's wow. unbelievable. Educational. It's fascinating. People find it great. I have another movie that opens on November 19th. It's going to be three days of screening, November 19th, November 20th, and November 23rd. It's a Fathom event, and it's called Against the Tide. Please go to Movie. Throw in your zip code. It'll show you where it's going to be screening near you. I spent three weeks with John Lennox. John Lennox is an apologist. He's a very famous Oxford math professor, retired professor from Oxford University. We spent three weeks in Oxford and two weeks in Israel where he, um, uh, through science, it's, you know, proving God in a world of science. And it was fascinating. It's another way for us, uh, as, as, as Christians like me, as amateur Christians like me, that need more ammunition yeah. to defend our faith through apologetics. And so this is going to be a wonderful bullet point place for you to defend your faith. Oh, that is awesome. We'll make sure that we continue to promote that here on the podcast as well as on social media. November 19th through the 23rd is a Fathom event, folks. And uh, we'll make sure we give you some more news worthiness on that. Let me ask you a question, Kevin. Uh, kind of, What is it like? Let our, let our listeners know what it's like to kind of be a guy like you in the whole Hollywood scene. Because there really are a lot of guys and gals that are kind of cropping up. The Lord's using them to become a mouthpiece because people are tired of all the evil and the wickedness. So what's the temperature like? I mean, do you get a lot of pushback from other actors and from other producers? I'm sure you lose a lot of roles because of your faith. Oh, I've been pretty much blacklisted from Hollywood. That, yeah. that happened wow. about 10 years ago. Because I became more more vocal about uh, my conservative politics and also being a, being a Christian. Sure. So. Being a conservative and a Christian in Hollywood is my, you might as well be a double leper. They really, they <laughs> wow. really shy away from you, and it's it's really amazing. You know, it's an industry that screams for tolerance, screams for freedom of speech, but those are all one way streets. They sure. have no, they have none of that, and it's sad to me. You know, I mean, I, I have personal friends who are atheists, agnostic, and uh, you know, different points of view politically, but we're still friends. We'll go out and have a beer and go golfing and hang out. Right. So we'll have great discussions. We'll get, you know, make fun of each other, whatever, but <laughs> it's and not like ending in hate and anger and violence, which you see play down our streets right now. Because yes. you look at all these violence, you look at Antifa and you see what's going on in the streets and people attacking people and killing people just because mm. they have a different point of view. And uh, do you think of any of those, any of those people doing that, looting and destruction, if they had any biblical principles in their lives, would they be out there doing what they're mm, doing? The yeah, absolutely not. Wow. So it's a battle. It's a battle, no question. But uh, if it wasn't for independent movies, I wouldn't have a career. And we need people to support these movies. Yeah. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of stuff coming out of Hollywood that promotes violence and hate and anger. And uh, I try to do movies that have redemption, hope, laughter, love, 
fill you with tears, but good tears. And, you know, I, people need to support these movies. So they will go away. We will lose the battle. But the movies are better and better and better and great scripts, trust me. Wow. Would you think and would you agree with the fact that maybe this whole, you know, coronavirus nonsense and the election and all of this has kind of really allowed guys like you and allowed the Lord to allow these faith based movies to kind of crop up because Hollywood's kind of been shut down effectively. And so because of all this infection, if you will, uh, everything's been a lot different. And it seems like now that things are starting to turn the tide, these type of movies are what people are after. Are, Are you kind of seeing that in the whole scene out there? Well, you said turn the tide, and that's my movie called Against the Tide. <laughs> there it is, man. There it is. Um, you know, you know I, I think, well, Hollywood folks going to keep making the movies they're going to make. I mean, yeah. I just finished shooting eight episodes of a, of a half-hour comedy. I live in Florida now, but I fly back to L.A. to shoot this. Mm-hmm. You know, they're making us do three COVID tests a week, and we're doing, I wow. mean, there's so many restrictions and so many things that just drive me crazy and um, drive a lot of people crazy, obviously, as you know. But uh, I think that, People are looking for something now. My my pastor, Pastor Rob McCoy, back in Thousand Oaks, I left, but he's still my pastor. I was there for ten years. Yeah, he's on he's out on the road right now with um, Charlie uh, Kirk with, with, with Charlie Kirk. Yeah, and they're doing a uh, yeah. So they're very busy with that stuff. And I love the fact that when he decided to keep his, his congregation going, and people showed up. Well, the, the state started finding him and everything. But what happened was thousands of people started showing up. They'd be on the parking lot. Yeah. And I think a lot of people that I, I call them, I call the agnostic, uh, the, the agnostics, the independent voters, which way are they going to go? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but they, they, they're going online now. The ones who feel a little nervous and intimidated, maybe go to church because there's church people in there. Yeah. They're, they're going online looking for something and they're looking for hope. They're looking for something that gives them something to believe in, in these crazy times. Cause fear is an amazing weapon. I'm trust me, governments mm. of all levels are using fear to control our lives right now. You're exactly right. That, that's a beautiful way to put it. Fear is indeed a great tool uh, to control people. I didn't realize that uh, Rob McCoy had been your pastor. He's a dear friend of mine. We've spoken at several conferences together, and we just had Charlie uh, in one of our Sunday morning services, of all things, because we don't we don't mind being uh, politically supercharged around here. I tell folks, if we don't call out corrupt politics, we're not going to have a platform from which to preach the gospel, and so they're not mutually exclusive. I believe in order to preach about Jesus, we're going to have to stand bold. Speaking of which, what do you think? All right, I know this is going to be your personal opinion. <laughs> What do you think is about to happen? I really believe God is about to unleash uh, an amazing turnaround event. And I'm convinced, 100% convinced, 110% that Donald Trump has four more years uh, in him. Do do you see that? What what do you think, honestly, Kevin, is is your opinion of this? Oh, I got to see it that same way as well. Here, listen, if Joe Biden had any class whatsoever, had any sort of moralistic value to his soul, he would come on television and say, hey, I want to be the president of this country in an honest and legal way. Mm. I have no problem with going down the road and finding out about these illegal votes. And they, you know, they spent four years. The minute Trump got elected, the minute he was taking the oath of office, <laughs> they were trying to impeach him. Yeah. Three and a half years of wasting our time and wasting our tax dollars. They found absolutely nothing. Let's be honest. Who are we kidding here? Mm. What president would Putin want in office? Would he want Trump <laughs> or would he want Biden and or artillery. Of course, he wants people that are socialist like he is. Yeah, he wouldn't want somebody like Trump. It's insane that they did that. But the the, the Democrats are very good at, at whatever they're guilty of. They blame the other side. It's called deflection. And they use it to, and their masters at their masters at it. Um, there's so many, so much evidence already. I've seen so much evidence already on yeah. the internet of people ripping up votes that are for Trump. Yeah. Of, of, Filling in, filling in blanks. It's all, it's all over the place. I mean, it's, 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 
insane. But, you know, <laughs> you better get ready for a big lockdown. But I'm also telling yeah. you, if these punks take to the streets again, that's the time you got to unleash the people that go in and stop these guys. Yeah, yeah, you're people, right. There's people that fight in our wars for us that, that are sick and tired of what these guys are doing. And these Antifa punks have no idea what they're up against if it comes down to us sending in the army to take them out. Absolutely. I'm not saying killing them. No, I got taking you. Them out of the, taking them off the street. Yeah, I mean, they don't realize. They're coming out of their mom's basement, and they do not know <laughs> that. Uh, I call it the theology of redneckism. There are a lot of people in this nation that are not going to put up with it. We've had a gut full of it, and uh, they have a very, very small, minute number of people that are actually going to stand up and fight for what they say they believe. But uh, they've just been taught foolishness in the public school system, and so I feel sorry for them. But I think it's absolutely insane that people aren't accepting what you and I and everybody else are seeing as plain as the nose on our face. I mean, we're looking at it everywhere, CNN, Fox News, not even covering this, the biggest stories in the world are breaking right now. Just yesterday, the White House has the biggest live stream press conference in the history of live streams, and not one major news network covered it. I mean, it's like a, a huge covert operation. They're trying to silence this guy, and I'm convinced the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, and God has raised up Trump to give us this space of grace, and I believe he's got four more good years in him, and so I, I'm certainly praying, and man, guys like you that are out there on the front lines using your voice for Christ and using your voice for conservative values, I know you've been shadow ban i know you've been silenced like we have and uh it, it's absolutely crazy but man thank you so much for who you are and for what you do putting your family out there i know how that is in the in the viral vitriolic world in which we live when you're a public figure man they go after everybody viciously and i know that's a hard thing for for you and your family so thank you for all that you do and we're going to continue to promote everything that you have going on i do want to ask you this because i, I think our our viewers would be interested. How did you just kind of quickly come to Christ? How did the Lord kind of draw you unto himself? What's your conversion experience? Well, I grew up typical Norwegian in Minnesota, so went to a Lutheran church. And uh, I just remember at 13 years of age, we went to see the Reverend Billy Graham speak at the oh, St. Wow. Paul Fairgrounds. And there was about 250,000 people on these grounds. It was outside. <laughs> it was a hot August night. The full moon was out. And I was moved to go up and, and after he spoke to, to sit and meet with one of those volunteers. I wasn't like to give myself to God because I've always, I've always believed and so it sure. never really left me. I certainly have never left a perfect light, a perfect light, but I, I've never stopped believing. Yep. But as we were talking, a hand went on my head. I turned around and it was the Reverend Graham himself. Wow. And the, the, the moon was right behind his head. It's, it's like these, these, these flames coming out. <laughs> you know, like, I, could, I could hear the trumpet. I could hear the trumpet playing in the choir. <laughs> Wow. And that just always just stuck with me. And I told that story in uh, Chicken Soup of the Soul. They did a hardcover book. The only time they ever did a hardcover book was for the Reverend Graham, 101 Stories. And uh, they he saw my story. And they called me up from the Dallas PR office. And they said, the Reverend Graham would love you to go out and promote his book. Wow. And I said, are you kidding me? And they said, yeah. <laughs> so I, I was, went out and did that. So I was just up in uh, Washington, D.C. last month. I spoke at the return in front of millions of people around the world. Yep, and then yep. uh, at dinner that night with... Uh, uh, Franklin Graham, his son, and also with Dr. Ben Carson. Please put prayers out. He got the, he's got COVID, but I know he's going to be fine. But, yep. Uh, um, you know, we like we live in crazy times right now. And you're right, the attacks that come upon me, attacks on Christianity. I don't get it. I don't know why we can't have civil talks and talk things over. You have a different point of view in me. Fine. I don't. I don't wish you dead. I don't wish you harm. Right. I, I. I. I'll pray for you and hope that things can work out. But we live in crazy times, and I'll tell you right now, the late Andrew Breitbart was a dear friend. He started the blaze. And he, he yeah. said, politics is downstream of culture. Who runs the culture? Hollywood runs the culture. And what kind of movies are they putting out there? Mm. And Walt Disney, Walt Disney said back in the 50s, movies will influence the youth. And they certainly do. You can yep. see it played out every day. 
Oh, wow, you, 100%. There quick, is no doubt about that. Quick question. You know, speaking about uh, Reverend Graham, um, he had that dark night of the soul where he was, you know, I think it was uh, Charles Templeton and a bunch of guys were trying to really discredit the Word of God. And, and so he had that night at the stump in the woods, and, mm-hmm. and he was praying about uh, the direction and whether or not God was real and everything like that. And and I just wonder, from your own personal experience, did, have you ever did you ever have a dark night of the soul where, mm. while working in Hollywood, it, it almost kind of disillusioned you, yeah, and you had yeah. to make a choice whether or not to believe or to just give into the culture? I don't know if I ever had that kind. I think the belief was always with me. But in the season five on Hercules, I lived down in New Zealand filming that series. Mm. Um, I was uh, having all kinds of problems with my left arm. So we couldn't figure out what was going on with it. And ultimately, it would be an aneurysm that was spinning blood clots into my arm for months wow. and months and months. But unfortunately, a series of clots worked away to my brain and I suffered strokes. Wow. And um, mm. I'm, I'm, I, I spent the next four months learning how to walk again, learning how to talk, learning how to wow. balance again. I took three years to fully recover. And I wrote a book about it called True Strength, My Journey from Hercules to Mere Mortal and How Nearly Dying Saved My Life. And I, I remember um, being out of the hospital after I was at ICU. And I, re- I remember uh, just crawling my way up to the top of this, uh, this, this, this loft area of the, of the apartment complex I was staying in. And I, I looked up the skies and I, and I wept openly and I, I, I did that whole thing. Why God, why wow. have you done this to me? You know? And mm. so you have those moments, but bad things happen to us. That's yeah. what the true strength book is all about. We're all going to hit a roadblock in our life. We never know when and where it's going to happen. God didn't promise life to be perfect. We can pray all we want. It's not always going to be a yes answer, but your prayers will always be answered. So yeah. I just, I, to me, this book is about fighting through those things that bad things happen to all of us in life. It's the way right. it, it is. Mm. And you can blame the world, God, family, friends. The reality is you got to look in that mirror and say, okay, this happened to me. What am I going to do about it? Right. Mm. Yeah, I tell our folks all the time when I pastor here in Nashville, it's not always the problem. It's how you handle the problem that becomes the problem. And so that's a beautiful perspective. You know, you mentioned the return. We kind of passed each other uh, kind of backstage for a few minutes. and uh, But I got to a chance before I flew back out. I was speaking at a, another event across town. Uh, your wife did an exceptional job. She spoke in front of all those people as well. And, uh, man, she was just so poised. And she got up there, and I saw you just standing up there, and you had the camera, and you just you could tell you're just proud. You know, you're just beaming. And I just appreciate your, your home, your marriage, your testimony, and uh, and what the Lord's doing to, the, to others through you and just the testimony and the voice that you have. I want you to tell our our listeners where we can kind of find you what's what's kind of the the biggest and best socials where you want people to follow you and, and then any other information that you want people to to be able to find and we'll let you go because i know you're a busy guy kevinsorbo.net that's where you got to go kevinsorbo.net there's a lot of stuff on there if you want to follow me on facebook it's the official facebook page of kevin sorbo make sure you go to that the official one <laughs> yeah and then uh, <laughs> on, on twitter i know and on twitter it's Tay Forbes at Tay Sorbs. that's the rbs my buddies all called me Sorbs. so um <laughs> kevintrouble.net you can go there and you can pick up uh, the true strength book so you can also pick up my wife and i co-wrote a book together the follow-up of true strength called true faith and it just came out and boy do we need faith in this world now oh wow that's called true faith true faith true yes, sir. faith awesome well, you heard it right here, ladies and gentlemen, Hercules, <laughs> right here on the On Point with Pastor Greg Locke's show. Thank you so much, Kevin, for being on. I know I'll see you out there on the road sometime, and uh, anytime you have something coming up, you let us know, and we will be sure to push it, pray for it, and promote it, and I know the Lord will hook us up out there. So thanks, Kevin, for being on the show today. My pleasure, and we got three new movies coming out, so I'll definitely get a hold of you. Please do, man. God bless you, man. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Wow, dude. I, I never even knew that he yeah. had had a stroke. I didn't even know that about Kevin. No, I didn't either. I had That's, no idea. 
Incredible story. I've met him, you know, half a dozen times. Really just upstanding guy, cool guy, great wife, great kids. They all started in that movie that I was talking about, Let There Be Light. And uh, he's he's a cool dude, man. He's 62 years old. He really 60, does look he like He didn't like that at no, all. No, he didn't like he was that. Like, but, uh, I ain't never coming sorry, on the show Kevin, again. <laughs> I love you, man. But, uh, man, he really does look like he's 50 years old. I mean, when you get up oh. to him, he, I mean, he's, I mean, I guess he works out and juices or what. He still looks like Hercules. I still wouldn't want to mess with him. <laughs> his son's got a, his son's on TikTok. And oh, okay. He's always doing little videos with the son. Oh, let's check him out. Like yeah. Yeah, and, sweet. Uh, I can't even remember his name. But anyways, yeah. Dude. Not a lot of guys like him in Hollywood. And like you said, he's been blacklisted. And I get it. But. Broad's oh. using him to put out some really faith-based blockbuster movies. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I remember my Dark Knight of the Soul, and it happened in Hollywood. Really? I remember, like, this is before I came to work for you. Oh, that's when you turned down the Batman role, right? You- yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> I was just about to do it, and the Lord spoke to me. No, I'm kidding. Lord, forgive me. But no, uh, it was, it, when I was working out there, I was working for a guy named Jay Shetty, and I I, I was being washed out by the the frequency, the yeah. prince and power of the air. And I remember just, it was an all-out blatant assault on my soul. And I remember as I got farther and farther when I chose to come out here with you, right? I got farther, as I got farther and farther away from LA, yes. I just felt restoration. More, I felt- More peace. <laughs> yeah, so much peace. And I felt this weight just dropping off of me yeah. each inch I drove down the road. Yeah. And it's the best decision I ever oh, made. Oh, there's no doubt. Because most people go there and they want to stay there because it's right there where everybody was. I mean, yep. we were working with Will Smith. We were working with uh, uh, Mila Kunis. We were working with a lot of different people. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, I joked a few minutes ago about the prince of the power of the air. But, uh, I mean, there really are territorial principalities. And I think it's unholywood, brother. I mean, there is a demonic force coming out of Hollywood. And you can feel it, yeah, it you can feel for it. people who are sensitive to it. Yep. And I, I'm telling you, when Paul talked about satan being the prince of power of the air there was there was a real reason for that yeah absolutely i mean that's the frequency yes the power what yeah. is the power of the air yeah well that's the, electrifying those airwaves brother he's in them uh, he's in them he's, he's in, in them. our music he's in uh, it's, it's it's insane it's he was the choir director in heaven ezekiel 28 isaiah 14 he was kicked plumb out of heaven he knows all there is to know about music and frequencies and oh drama. my gosh yeah, drama. it's such a scary place to live in yeah. so it was such an encouragement to hear him yeah, and his story for and guys strength. like that so, you know, thank God for guys like, you know, Kevin Sorbo. And then you got directors, people trying to start stuff like uh, Antonio Sabato. And just there's a lot of people coming out of the Hollywood scene that have a little bit more uh, holy word about them. Yeah. And so thank yeah. the Lord for that. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go to kevinsorbo.net and check out everything that he has. Make sure you tune into the very next broadcast of On Point with Pastor Greg Locke. I'm your host, Pastor Greg Locke, and my co-host, Brian Lane. We're going to talk about faith, family, and politics. We love you guys. We'll see you real soon.